When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. gentlemen we are just mere days away just a couple days away if you want clue today we can go three days away from the first season where the Denver Broncos are being quarterbacked by future Hall of Famer Russell Wilson and I cannot be more excited the the feeling in the air is just palpable I can just feel the magic and I know that it's just an audio show we're doing here but I am rocking my Tim Tebow jersey right now just because I, I feel like this something's a little different. And we all remember the greatest 8-8 eight eight season of all time was with Tim Tebow at the helm. So I had to throw give it a little throwback here. And you guys will, will get to know soon. I know this is only my second time here in the airways. But you'll get to know that I am a Tim Tebow apologist until the day I die. I, I will... Never turn my back on him. I love him, and I love the season. No, he wasn't that amazing of a quarterback. Let, let, let's be honest now. Moving on to Peyton Manning was definitely the right choice. But, hey, it was a fun time. And we're going to have even more of a fun time here. And even closer to the Broncos, hopefully their first win of the season, we're one day closer to either seeing the Chiefs lose, either seeing the Raiders lose, or seeing the Chargers lose. Heck, we might even be able to see two of those three teams lose. Uh, we'll hope that Arizona can actually handle business uh, against the Chiefs. And we'll, uh, we're guaranteed that either the Chargers or the Raiders that, um, 
one, at least one of them will not win. I'm sure. I don't want to say at least one of them will lose because I'll probably drink the heck out of us, and we're going to see them tie, which of course is what uh, what we were hoping for, or at least what the the Chargers were hoping for um, back in the what, week 18 of last year. What what time it's been? But what I got have in store for you guys today is I did a little bit of a fan Q&A. Um, of course, if you guys sent in questions, I am super thankful for you. Um, I put a post out on Twitter. Um, you know, it's, it's on the Mile High Report account. Of course, you can find us at the Mile High Report on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Anywhere, any uh, platform you guys are on social media wise, um, you can go ahead and find us there and stay up to date with everything Mile High Report from our amazing articles to our heck of a podcast line. And there's going to be some new things starting soon with when it comes to live streams, maybe a better impact on um, Twitch and through Twitter as well. So it's going to be um, a heck of a time. Hopefully you guys go ahead and follow us um, wherever you're listening to this on, hit us up on our socials and all that stuff. But I was saying thank you so much for submitting these questions. It was awesome. Um, some really good ones in here as well that I'm excited to talk about. This is going to be, like I said, a little bit of fan Q&A, a little bit of a season preview all mixed in. And I am just so dang ready for the season to get underway. But we're going to start us off with the first question of the day. And that is... What is the absolute floor for the Denver Broncos this season? And now I want to put this question first just so we can, you know, kind of get maybe the negatives out of the way and move on to the positives here because it's a new era. We actually have a quarterback and it's time to be a little bit more positive about this Denver Broncos team. But I will say... There, of course, are a little bit worries. I went and looked at the Broncos' schedule, you know, looked at the matchups, taking, you know, all things into account. Obviously, the absolute floor is 0-17, but um, I don't think that's, you know, technicalities. We, we don't need to worry about those. I would say that the absolute floor for the Denver Broncos this year is not a pretty number, um, but it is five and twelve. And now I, I definitely don't think the Broncos are going five and twelve. Don't 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 get me twisted here. But there are some tough games on the schedule. If you want to look at it, heck, there is a chance that the Broncos go zero and six in the division. Let's just, let's just be honest with ourselves. It's easily the best division in the in the league. Um, there's some great offenses, of course. Every team here has a crazy um, good offense. At least one of the most elite weapons in the league. And even all all four quarterbacks are pretty dang good. Russell Wilson, future Hall of Famer. And he is continuing one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick freaking Mahomes. I, I, we, we've seen him enough in the last you know number of years to not have to describe how horrible he's been to Denver um, and how good of a quarterback he is. Justin Herbert, a future star in the making. And Derek Carr, he is a solid, solid quarterback in his own right now. I'm not saying that he's at the tier where um, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson are. But he's definitely knocking on the door. Um, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and I, I think his Broncos fans, I know none of us like the Raiders, of course, but credit where credit's due, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Don't 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 go don't go making me some sound like some Raiders apologists, okay? I'm just trying to be 
a level-headed um, person here. But as a fan, of course, Raiders suck, go Broncos all the way. Um, but and then besides the division, let, let's I'm gonna take you guys through the schedule uh, where I see the uh, possible losses here. Of course, 49ers, um, they're gonna be a great team. The the Colts, that's a challenge of a team. The Titans, another good team right there. Um, even the Ravens, uh, I, I think the Broncos could play them a lot better this season than they did last season. I could definitely see a win here, and I'll, I'm gonna throw the Rams up on there. Is you know games that we can lose because uh, you know at least so at least the Bills walloping the Rams on Thursday night football season opener has given me a little bit more hope that the Broncos would be able to take on the Rams. Also, I mean, we all love this man, so I'm going to take this time and spend some time by the Rams. Von Miller, what a freaking game he had, and it was so great seeing the Bills actually utilize one of the league's best pass rushers in a pass rushing aspect, you know, in, in pass rushing capabilities and not, you know, Covering receivers 20 yards down the field. Ah, oh, Vic Fangio, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, hopefully we'll get over him soon, but uh, only only time will tell on that one. But, yeah, I mean, look at the schedule. The Broncos don't just have a bunch of easy games now. They don't have a horrible schedule. I mean, luckily we get some teams thrown here. Like, we get the Texans. We get the Jets again. We get the Jags. Um, we, we get to... Uh, the Cardinals are an interesting one there. The Panthers, a very winnable game there. But a lot of the games, and also the Seahawks, of course, Monday night, uh, a lot of these games are winnable. Even the games where I can't see losses, I, I think the Broncos um, pull out the win in a lot of those. But if we're looking at absolute four floor, I say 5-12. and 12, And just some of the aspects, not even just some of the teams are playing, it's a couple reasons here, too, is because kind of something I, I noted on in last podcast. First off, if you um, listen to that horse tracks, um, thank you so much for that. Um, but we're dealing with a new offense, a new coach, a new quarterback, um, some different offensive line pieces there. It can take some time for this team to really develop. And there's been a little bit of evidence in that in the preseason as well. And the defense has, we have some players with injury issues. Um, just naming a few, you know, Kareem Jackson, Bradley Chubb, Jonas Griffin, at least, or Griffith, excuse me. Um, at least he it looks like he's going to be good to go uh, for Monday. And Randy Gregory coming off the injury as well. Um, there's... And obviously, I, I never like to be that guy. I, I don't like to be the guy like, well, the Broncos could be great unless they get injured. You know, uh, of course, I, I think that's kind of a non-statement. Any team could be amazing until they get injured, okay? Any team could be bad if, if all their star players go down. So I I, I don't really see this as, as a great point, a great conversation piece, you know, to, to debate about. Yeah, there's injury risk for every team, but I guess these guys in particular. Um, so that's the only thing that, that can worry me about the Broncos. Uh, it, it probably is going to take a few weeks or so for this offense to, to really get firing on all cylinders. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, considering that the first um, couple weeks, you get the Seahawks and the Houston Texans. Two good teams to be able to warm up against. The schedule makers did the Broncos a little bit of, of favor here.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the next thing we're going to jump into is question number two that we got from you guys. And that is, if you get Russell Wilson's contract without a ring, would you consider his tenure a failure? And now I, I love this question. It's a good question to pose. And the answer to this question is absolutely yes, this would be a failure. The entire point of trading away, you know, a couple first round picks, a second, a handful of other picks, a few players, as well as giving him a brand new $245 million five year contract extension on top of that. It's to win a Super Bowl. The entire point of this is to win the Super Bowl. We're not going to be making all these moves in the offseason. We're not going to be getting in one of the best quarterbacks, trading away future picks, um, and, and giving this guy a crap ton of money, which is well-deserved, by the way. I think the contract extension is very fair for both sides of, of um, the deal for both Russell Wilson and the team. But yes, if the Broncos go seven years without winning a Super Bowl and with Russell Wilson at the helm, I will absolutely call this move a failure. I don't think it's going to be a failure, though. The Broncos' window is going to be open for a little bit of time. I think the Broncos really could have like a four or five-year window on this one. Russell Wilson, um, quarterbacks in general are playing longer, especially since Russell Wilson is actually going to be behind a legitimate offensive line this year. So congrats to him. I'm sure he's probably excited about that one. And the young receiving core, some young offensive linemen in there as well. Um, three, four of them, honestly. Um, four of them are pretty young. So there's that core. The defensive core is young. I mean, between Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons still has some good years, Josie Jewell, Bradley Chubb. It, it, there, there's a lot of hope in this team that there's still, this window isn't just like a two-year window a three-year window. This is a four- to five-year Super Bowl window, and I think that's plenty of time for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. I I, I will say, here, heck yeah, I'm a man that likes to make these kind of claims, and I will just, let's just lay it all out there on the table. The Broncos will be Super Bowl champions once again within the next five seasons. I'm going to book it there. I'm not sure if that's really that much of a hot take, but there's my, my claim that I'm laying down there. The Broncos will have their fourth, at least their fourth Super Bowl within the next five years. And one thing um, before we get to question number three, like I'm kind of thinking about as well with this move, with the Russell Wilson move, one thing we have to remember, and I would kind of put this out there, is that the trade for Russell Wilson has way, way more pressure to pay off than Sonny Payne Manning ever did. Because if we want to throw back there, hindsight's, you know, 2020. But when we're looking at Peyton Manning, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of risk around him. No one, a lot of people thought that Peyton Manning would never be able to reach anywhere close to his levels pre-neck surgery. Um, especially with the season he was having before he went down with the surgery. Peyton Manning's career was a just really his future was really hazy at that point the Broncos and John Elway the best move he ever made of course uh, 
he went in, signed Peyton Manning, and, and we know the rest is history. But Russell Wilson doesn't have these kind of questions and speculations around his future. There is no doubt that he should be a good quarterback and all the, the expectations that he is going to still be a great quarterback. So this has more pressure to pay off than pay, the Peyton Manning move ever did. And look how well the Peyton Manning move uh, went, went for the Broncos. Uh, I, I have a lot of the confidence in this. But yes, you know, circle back to the question. If the Broncos do not get ring with Russell Wilson, it would be a failure. I agree. And jumping into our next question here is, uh, you know, speaking about the offensive line, the last one, I'm an offensive line guy myself. I played um, 11 years of football. Uh, I'm playing mostly offensive line, a little bit of defense, but, you know, defense begins with duh, and I was one of the smarter guys out there. So um, they, they had me playing a lot of guard, a lot of tackle, and I played um, a couple years collegiately as well. Um, so I do have a strong background on offensive line. Also, it's the most important position and the most underrated position, and you'll never feel to change my mind about that one. Shout out to all my offensive linemen out there. You guys are great. Um, but the, the question number three goes, a lot is riding on the offensive line to be good. Do you think they will be? Now, this is an interesting question for me just because I honestly, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be a good unit. I have confidence in this unit, you know, like I said, for Russell Wilson. At the very least, they're going to be a step above, uh, plenty of steps um, better in, in ahead than where that Seattle Seahawks offensive line was. And it's not really saying a whole whole lot. Uh, the Broncos have an offensive line where the Seattle Seahawks have a bit of a turnstile going on there. Um, Russell Wilson maybe have an extra second throw the ball, at least this time. But yes, there. I, I first off, I agree. There is a lot riding on the offensive line to be good. Um, there always is, and especially with the team looking as it right now, uh, the Broncos can have a lethal rushing attack with both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, just being one of the best, I would say, top three running um, back duo in the league right now. And you, obviously, the offense line is going to need to make that happen uh, if they truly want to be the best unit. Um, the best running backs are always backed up with some of the best offensive lines. Um, that That's a fact in 99.9% of circumstances and situations. And Russell Wilson, of course, the quarterback, his success is going to be coming off the success of the offensive line. Um, I think this offensive line is going to be I'm not totally sold. I would put them anywhere between, you know, a mix of the Seattle Seahawks and the Cowboys when fully healthy. So, yeah, that's pretty much both ends of the spectrum. That doesn't really tell you a whole lot there. I'm One of the things I was a little bit disappointed about is I was hoping that Hackett's coaching staff was going to involve keeping Mike Munchak. Now, don't get me wrong, I totally understand that the new coach wants his staff. You know, that makes plenty of sense to me. That's just fine. But I was a big fan of Mike Munchak. I was a big fan. I, that's probably my favorite part about the Vic Fangio um, coaching staff is that he brought uh, help bringing Mike Munchak. He is a hell of a coach, I'd say. Um, he's one of the best, if not the best, offensive line coach um, that the league has seen in quite a while. And he was a great player in his own right. Um, and one of the reasons why I love my Mike Munchak so much and respect him is because 
let's just think about what he did to Garrett Bowles. He took this guy that was a high draft pick and was not looking good in terms of success. He took a holding machine and turned him into a pro bowler. Hell, I would say that he was probably a top three left tackle in the league last year, at least top five. Garrett Bowles is a legitimate player now. Uh, he's one of the best left tackles in the league. And let, let's just take that into to kind of breaking down the offense line by the starters right now. Um, this has gone, you know, the most recent depth chart with the Broncos are running with. Um, of course, we have Garrett Bowles. He's going to be starting left tackle, no doubt about that one. And their left guard is once again going to be Dalton um, Risner, who has shown flashes of great. Um, but I would say he needs to be more consistent. I, I, I love him as a player and also just as a community member. His charity is awesome. He's already been so brought in and, and tied into the Denver community. Um, so I really want to give a big shout to, uh, to, to Dalton there. Um, I, I just need a little bit more consistency from him. I think he has all the potential of being a great um, left guard for the Broncos for years to come but we just need to see a little bit more from him um if, if he could like i said if he could just be consistent with his play man he's going to be a whole hell of a lot better this year and i think on the offense line the biggest question mark is going to be at the center position with um, lloyd cushionberry um of course he also showed potential last year but he needs to make i would say a clear step up this season if he wants to be a legitimate starter he allowed five sacks last year and that was tied for most among centers and obviously that's not a great look he had a little bit of penalty issues as well he needs to advance in both his run and pass game so he's gonna need some work um i'd say cushionberry once again, he's never got potential, but he, we all know what potential is. It's it's not a whole lot. We need to see a proven commodity if um, we truly want to see a center that can uh, help us in the future. So I hope that Christian Berry is able to take the next step. I There's a good chance he will, but I would say he's the biggest question mark on the offensive line at this point. Um, and shout out to, to, to the belly himself, Quinn Miners, uh, because he is developing well as a run blocker. I... Fr- um, forgive me, and I forget who who uh, we were playing last year, but I, I actually I think it was the Chiefs. I think it was the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. One of the few bright spots about that game was Miners because he was a uh, he had this drive line. I think it was like ten yards or so down the field, man, and and that was badass, um, dude. He's just a gritty guy. I, I I really love him and having one of those guys on the offensive line, especially guy with the big chip on his shoulder, wasn't super uh, highly touted um, in the draft. You know, coming from a Division three school, but man, he showed up in the, in the Senior Bowl and the rest is history when it comes to being a player for the Denver Broncos. Um, but one thing he he needs to elevate his pass blocking. Um, it was inconsistent at times, and at other times it was just downright sloppy. Like him in the run pro. Let's see if he can step up in the pass pro. And he has the potential of being a legitimate uh, starter right guard. And I, I'd say, besides Cushionberry, the biggest question for me on the offense line is going to be our right tackle position, um, which happens to be a fairly weak position for all four teams in the AFC West. Uh, but Billy Turner, coming from the Green Bay Packers, he's uh, one of the biggest questions for me at offensive line. 
I would say he's good, not great. And he's also coming off a little bit of injury issues. And being new to the squad is going to it is going to um, change things, of course, because it, it takes time for offensive lines to truly develop, to truly mold. And you can do a lot in practice. You can do a lot in scrimmages. You can um, do a little bit in, in preseason. But it's going to take legitimate game time for them to fully get up to speed and, and for the offensive line to be on the same page. So um, we'll see what he's able to do. He gave up a few sacks um, and had four penalties last year. So I just... I hope he's able to do well, obviously, um, but also I am a bit worried at the right tackle position. I think overall this is going to be an above-average um, offensive line group. Um, they have the potential to be great. I'm not 100% sold on them yet. I'm going to need to see them in real game time, and I'll probably start judging them really after five weeks, and uh, what you can also expect is I'll be, um, I'm trying to do weekly uh, articles on the Broncos offensive line group, highlighting positives and weaknesses, weakness points, um, stuff to improve upon. So, of course, um, stay tuned to Mile High Report. Follow us on, on our socials so you can uh, stay up to date with all these articles as well, um, just because I am really interested and curious to see how well this offensive line group does this year um there's like like the question said there's a lot riding on them and so we can only hope that they're going to live up to expectations with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And speaking about expectations, let's talk about a guy who seems primed for a breakout year, and that's tight end Albert Oyvindam. Um, we'll just call him Albert O. Um, <laughs> like like a lot of the times the uh, the play-by-play commentators like to do as well. He's been fairly hyped up um, since we... Actually, I don't know if I would say hyped up since we drafted him. Um, might be a little bit more of the under-the-radar kind of guy. Um, people like, you know, because at that time, Drew Locke was a quarterback, so it was great to bring in another guy from the zoo. Uh, but at that time, Noah Fant was our guy. And, and, um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but the question, like I was saying, says, Albert O has been hyped ever since you drafted him. Do you think he can actually play up to that hype this year? Um, and I think this is another great question. Albert O, he's one of my sleeper picks for every um, fantasy league I am in. I think I'm going to be playing him over Mike Gisecki, actually. So uh, hopefully it pays off for me. I think, uh, I mean, just speaking about Broncos and sleeper picks, KJ Hamler. Um, he's a guy that is a free agent in a lot of my leagues. Not sure about you guys, um, but that's not a bad guy to have either if you can pick him up there. Uh, especially since he's going to be a full go, which is fantastic news. No, no snap count on him. So that's awesome, awesome stuff from KJ. Um, but I will say for Alberto, um, all the tools are, are there for him to have a breakout year. He's going to be getting most of the tight end snaps. One of the thing I was, one of the things I was a little bit worried by was, um, you know, uh, Ricky Greg Dulcich. Um, but because I, I think he's going to be good. He's going to be a good backup, but also he's going to be spending the first four weeks of the season on the injured reserve. Um, so this is going to be plenty of time for Albert o to really 
concrete himself in that he is our tight end. And and one thing um, I will say is I am a bigger fan um, in, in terms of an overall tight end package. And heck, maybe maybe he's a receiving threat. I'm a bigger fan of Albert O than I was of Noah Fant. Um, I also have to imagine that um, Hackett will be a better play caller than... Oh, let's not even talk about... Oh, Pat Jarvis. Uh, I, I can't believe I even had to mutter his name. Not a fan of him. We don't have to worry about him. We're going to play better play calling this year. That's for damn sure. Um, and I, like I said, I like him. I, I like Albert. It is better receiver and overall player than I did know a fan. Of course, uh, one similarity between those two players is that they have to clean up their run blocking. And uh, I don't think Albert O luckily was penalized as much as Noah Fant was, but that is still a concern I have for him. I, and, and one thing I, I will say that is going to be voting in Albert O's favor this year, too, is that the Broncos, they have a good receiving core, um, but the injury to Tim Patrick is probably going to only bolster Albert O's importance on this offense. You have Corlin's son, you have Jerry Judy, you have KJ Hamler, um, you have a couple other guys in there. You also have, and Albert O is going to be one of the biggest receiving threats on this team. I really hope Hackett's able, I'm, I'm sure Hackett's going to be able to find a way to really make him a key cog in this offense. And I do think that Albert O is actually going to live up to the hype this year. Now let's, uh, I, I think the evidence points to it. Obviously, he could just have an average year, but I truly think that Albert O is going to be able to take that next step and he's going to be a factor on this Broncos offense. And last question here uh, that, that we're going to handle today is how optimistic are you about this season? And I, I figured this is the best way. Uh, I put this last for a reason. This is the best way to cap things off because I am pretty optimistic about this season. I love the new feeling about the team, the locker room vibes, the chemistry. Love what we're seeing in practice. I loved one of my favorite things all offseason was the presser for Hackett when he uh, joined the Broncos. I am loving the attitude of this guy, of this team, of this organization, and I am I haven't been this excited for the Broncos for, you know, 6 years. So it it Oh, I'm just super stoked. I hope you guys are too. I hope you can feel my excitement for this team through the airways because I am so stoked to get the season going on Monday. Uh, And having Russell Wilson, man, that truly doesn't mean anything is possible this year. Way better than any quarterback we've ever had. Besides Joe Flacco, of course, we all know the most elite quarterback in the league. And... One thing kind of went over in question one is that, yes, the Broncos, there are, you know, some tough games this year. It's a tough division, but besides divisional games, this is a winnable schedule. It's not the easiest, but it's also not the toughest as well. I, I, I have faith that the Broncos are going to be able to compete with some of the best teams in the league this year. And, man... I, the one thing I don't, the one thing I'm worried about is how brutal this division is. Of course, that goes without saying, and it's 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 weird. And, and please don't don't call me Debbie Downer on this one, but it's weird to think that even with all this improvement, even with Russell Wilson, there is a chance, and and not even just a small, there is a decent chance that the Broncos end up at the bottom of the division. And heck, this is a division they could end up at the bottom in, even with a 10-7 and record. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and I'll, 
I'll just say it right now before Sunday gets underway. Here, here, just gonna lay it out. My prediction here. This is what we like to. This is what I like to do, ladies and gentlemen. I like to lay things out, and I'm feeling optimistic about this team. A lot of the offseason, I've been cautiously optimistic. I'm not trying to get overly optimistic because, of course, the Denver Broncos have trained us to be this way over the last number of years, and I, I don't want to put everything out on the table and just put an extreme amount of pressure on this team. But clearly, they're going to be a better team than they were last year, and. Man, Super Bowl potential. Yes, sir. Absolutely this season. I will say, for the prediction for the Broncos record is that they make it into the playoffs as a wild card team and they finish the season a very strong 11-6 team. Um, now, I think the potential there is, is there for a 12-5 team, but I'm... I'm trying not to be, you know, super, super uh, home team here uh, and being a little bit realistic, I guess. I would say that the Broncos are going to be a wildcard team at 11-6. And, and we're also going to th- see three playoff teams come out of the AFC West. And the division in order is going to be the Chargers. I, honestly, I think each team ends up a game behind uh, each one of these teams. I think the Chargers go 12-5. and five. The Broncos go 11-6, and the Raiders go 10-7. Those three teams make the playoffs, and we're finally going to see the Chiefs dethroned. They're going to be at the bottom of the division at a nice 9-8. I think, yeah, it's funny how I was going. I went through the season, predicted every game, and this is kind of how it ended up being. Each team's, um, you know, just separated by a game, which is... Funny how that works out, but um, I could see both the Raiders and the Chiefs tying at 10 and 7. But of course, that's just going to come down to divisional wins at that point to see who uh, who gets that wild card spot. But yes, the Chargers are. I think the Bulls are not making right now is that the Chargers are actually going to live up to expectations and win the division this year, and they'll be the division winner. Broncos and Raiders wild card teams. Um, I saw this one prediction column um, that went out that we had the Broncos beating the Packers in this year's Super Bowl. And, you know, um, I think one of the funniest um, parts about that is that they also predicted uh, predicted the final score to be 31-24. Shout out to Super Bowl 32. I wasn't alive for that one. But, man, I kind of wish I was. Um, yeah, I think the best part about that Super Bowl besides the helicopter was that Boys to Men was in the halftime show. Let's not forget that one. Uh, but uh, that would be great. It would be weird to see the Packers actually make it back to a Super Bowl. Obviously, they've been the scariest regular season team. Uh, but when it comes to taking on the Niners in the divisional round, it has not worked out well for them. But the Broncos, 11-6 team, they're making the playoffs. I will not go further than that. Um, I could say that the Broncos could win a playoff game. Um, that, that's just as far as I'm willing to go right now. But that, that's where I am. Feeling optimistic, and I am loving where the Broncos are standing right now. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh, this edition of Horse Tracks. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, hit us up on our socials on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can at me personally at 4th and Long Media. That's 4-T-H-A-N-D-L-O-N-G Media um, on, on Twitter, Instagram. There, there you go. If you want to take 
um, any any hate mail, of course, send it my way. Any love mail, uh, I would I would appreciate that a little bit more. Let's be honest with ourselves there. Um, send that on over to me. Um, of course, you know you can leave that Mile High Report on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But this is going to be a fantastic year. Let me know your thoughts on the Broncos. What is their absolute floor? If we get through Russell Wilson's contract without a ring, is that a failure of tenure? How good is the offensive line going to be? Is Albert O going to be able to live up to expectations? And just how optimistic are you guys about this season? And with that being said, Broncos country, it's going to be a great year. I can't wait uh, for you guys to hear my lovely voice-ish uh, on Monday, game day. And I am so ready for the season to get underway. But go ahead. Have a great Saturday or any day that you're listening to this. And like always, Broncos country. Let's rock.